caution, you are entering the counterfeit nation. Unlike other talk shows that try to mimic the taste of a refined, complex, opulent wine, you're about to experience a show that will remind you of one of those cocktails that tastes like orange juice but knocks you out after two sips. Like a prize fighter, be prepared for your thoughts to be turned upside down and a new perspective to impregnate your mind. And now, welcome your most reverent host, Dimitri. Good afternoon and welcome to the Counterfeit Nation. It is August 9th, 2016. And yes, indeed, it is a Tuesday. And yes, it's August 9th already. Do you believe it? I mean, we are talking about moving into the tail end of the 2016 year, which has just been an incredible year of news. Um, obviously, a very uh, 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 hotly contested presidential uh, a run uh, that is upon us, and we've been, uh, you know, a part of. Uh, you know, social media has played a huge part. In uh, in the election uh, for the first time, really in in you know history. I mean, the prior election there was uh, definitely social media, but this time it's just really um, energized many many individuals to uh, speak their opinions about politics. And many of you out there that are listening today have experienced that. So, just an incredible year. Um, of progress, I would say. And when I talk progress, I don't know why people think it's positive necessarily. Just because it starts with a P, progress doesn't mean that it's positive. I mean, progress to me means, you know, we're, we're progressing forward. And, and progressing forward typically means we're changing, we're altering things, but it doesn't always mean that things are getting better, folks. And and I think that every listener today would willingly agree that 1950 was a much better planet than it is in 2016. So, uh, you know, progress we have had, uh, but we have had a deterioration in the quality of life a deterioration in the value of life, and a deterioration overall of mankind. I mean, we have become really, uh, you know, beings that that essentially have absolutely no independence anymore, no independent thinking anymore, and yet we sit there over the last 15 years and have prided ourselves on being independent. And, and everything in this country, as we've discussed prior, revolves around the individual, and that's continu- that's continuing to be the driver. Um, whether we, you know, talk about the uh, Olympics that are going on in Rio, whether we're talking about the presidential election, it's always revolving around a focal point that typically represents an individual's desires, needs, and wants. We're going to move into the market today. The market is uh, about thirty minutes from closing. So uh, these numbers are going to be a preliminary to the uh, the end of the day numbers. Dow Jones uh, 
pretty much a break even for the day. It was down a little bit ago. Now it's up three points. So Dow doing absolutely nothing today. Um, the uncertainty continues. If you look back to uh, last Friday, yesterday was a no, was a non-event, and today is a non-event. So basically, at the end of today, we're going to close where we ended on Friday, give or take a few points. So um, year to date, the market is up uh, just uh, just over uh, a thousand uh, points, actually eleven hundred points, uh, up six point three percent on the year. Those of you who uh, got into the market uh, mid to late January and also in mid-February are really reaping some amazing benefits because uh, back in February, um, you could be sitting right now on a 15% return as well as January just based on the huge decline that followed the New Year's uh, you know, this year. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there sitting pretty. Um, there's a lot of people hurting out there as well. Uh, you know, there's, there have been some sectors that have, have continued to continue to struggle. And, and as always, there have been sectors or industries that have uh, continued to do well. And there are many of those. I mean, you look at the, 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 you know, the Amazons of the world, the auto zones of the world, you know, those those companies have done very very well. Uh, we've had you know our share of mergers and acquisitions. We actually had two yesterday. A mattress firm got bought by a South African company, and uh, Whistler Blackcomb was purchased by Vale Resort. So you know that obviously is making people money. So anything any M and A activity is is positive for the market or viewed as positive. So outside of that, a pretty uh, boring day in the markets. Uh, oil is is pretty much sitting even. Um, it has recovered from its, uh, from its lows uh, last week and is sitting between the $42 and $45 mark, meaning per barrel, and then Brent oil at about $45. So oil looks like it's, it's signaling some strength again. Um, we have the looming OPEC Plus uh, meeting that is, is scheduled and, and may provide uh, some, some restraint uh, some restraining language ultimately, which could prop up the oil markets. And, and between you and I, <clears throat> I see that there will be that language that will come out. Now, the language and the actions are typically very different, and we are all very well familiar with that. We're in a presidential election year. So, you know, with oil, it's no different. Uh, these OPEC countries sometimes like to talk and, and they don't follow it with the appropriate actions. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, I feel like there is going to be a supply a halt uh, or a slowdown in supply. And uh, that should prop up uh, prices uh, short term as speculators, uh, you know, ramp up the price of oil based on on OPEC's uh, language. Uh, outside of that, the Fed met last week. Uh, there was no interest rate hike, as we believed. There wouldn't be an interest rate hike in 2016, and it certainly looks like that's going to be reality. Uh, you know, you still kind of wonder why the Fed raised rates at the end of last year. Um, you know, the labor market numbers, guys, are one measure. And if you look at the expanded labor market number that is important to economists, it tells a much better picture. And what I mean better, I'm not saying a more positive picture. I'm just saying it gives you a more, much more better relevant picture of the labor market. And really, those numbers are not indicating much positive, um, pretty much indicating that we are pretty stagnant 
and the economy continues to be on its knees. And uh, going into uh, you know the last quarter of this year, we're just wrapping up earnings season here with the last few companies reporting uh, over the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> and uh, you know we're going to be going into in the fourth quarter very very soon. As uh, you know, we look at our calendars. We're in the thick of August. We've got the month of September, and then we're full force looking into uh, the end of the year. Sorry about that. Nothing too exciting on the markets. Be back with you guys in a moment. Welcome back, www.thecounterfeitnation.com. Uh, this show, as well as any prior podcasts, are available both at www.soundcloud.com and itunes.com. Both SoundCloud and iTunes have apps for those smartphone users and who isn't a smartphone user these days. And the nice thing there is you can search the counterfeit nation, follow us. And every time a new show becomes available, you will be proactively notified on your smartphone that, uh, you can listen to me for, for an hour or so during your day and get some, some good comic relief and some good education and, and, and knowledge. So uh, moving forward, as, as many of you are very well aware, unless you live in a bubble, we are in the midst of the uh, 2016 Rio Olympics. Which you know were painted by the media to be this you know this this uh, uh, nightmare Olympics, and so far um, you know there have been obviously some news that's leaked out of of you know maybe not ideal conditions and this and that and the other, but so far so good. I mean they they've kind of gone off as as planned, and you know there may have been a little bit of unfinished business that uh, is has either been completed. Uh, it, uh, there at the uh, Olympic Village, or you know, it's it's continuing to be uh, completed. So overall, it's been a, a quiet Olympics. It's been it's been good, I would say, in regard to uh, not having any types of security concerns or issues thus far. And uh, we're we're in the midst of uh, you know the the really the the fourth full day of of games, as I believe the ceremonies opening ceremonies were on Friday. Um, and you know the Olympics to me as an as an athlete, uh, I was you know in my youth a part of um, the track and field organizations here in the United States, um, and I also uh, ran cross country at my local uh, high school, and and you know I played other sports, and and obviously I'm an avid cyclist as many of you know and mountain biker. So for me, you know, and also being Greek, for me the uh, the Olympics are. You know they're dear to my heart. They're a uh, you know they're 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 an important piece of of what I feel uh, you know I represent and and who I am. So you know I, I like to watch the Olympics and participate as a viewer um, from afar to uh, enjoy in the athleticism and really the the time and work that uh, these folks put into perfecting um, you know what they supposedly quote-unquote enjoy doing I think it's more of you know quote-unquote what they physically are talented <laughs> to do uh, because if you don't know this most of these athletes once they hang up their their cleats uh, many of them you know fall into you know the typical uh, you know a citizen of this world these days where you know obesity and overweight and you know, and 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 unexercised and unhealthiness 
sets in and it's unfortunate because you know these folks were at the top of their game but it does speak to really their genuine love and interest of the of the sports that they compete in and and it also shows that most of the motivation if not all of it it revolves around money it's monetarily and 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 it's not a surprise that it's monetary because everything in the world is about money these days so very few of these athletes you'll see at 60, 70, 80 years old continuing to participate participate in their discipline for the given sport that they're representative of. So, you know, you may have somebody who is, you know, a cyclist and they probably aren't going to be riding their bike 50, 60, 70 miles a day when they're 55 years old. Um, their career's over and there's no more there's no more opportunities to make money so they give up and uh you know more proof that these athletes are there to you know earn big paychecks not because um you know they love the the sport or the discipline they're competing in and, and you can see it i mean look at the olympics today um the rio olympics everything is is you know marketed and advertising an official Olympic sponsor and just all this nonsense. I'm sitting there watching one one evening the volleyball and it's just, I mean beach volleyball and it is just riddled with big name sponsors and you know everything is fake. The interviews with the athletes are fake and garbage. I mean. <laughs> You know, it's just, un- and the questioning from these these interviewers is horrible. I mean, they ask these questions like, you know, hey, you know, did you guys put your best effort out there? No shit, we're in the Olympics. What do you think these people did? You think they went out there and performed at a 80% level? You know why you think that? Because you're so, and you don't realize that when you get onto the playing field, whatever playing field that is, whether it's the table tennis play playing field, whether it's the gymnastics playing field, whether it's the uh, you know the the swimming pool playing field, you give it your all every time. You know, are you holding back? Eh, I don't think so, unless you're in maybe some kind of qualifying round, and 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 you're holding back maybe. You know, maybe, but that's even doubtful. I mean, you're there to win. You're there to make a name for yourself. This isn't a, you know, this, 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 these people are fierce competitors. And you're asking if they were on the court giving their all. I mean, it's, and you got to sit here and listen to these telecasters or whatever you want to call them tell you about the swimmer and how perfect their form is, you know, the the individual who's leading, because the other eight, you know, because there's like, let's say nine lanes, the other eight guys or gals, they're not swimming perfect. Only the guy in first place is until he gets overcome, you know, on lap number three of the 800 meter butterfly. And now someone else's form is, is the top form. I mean, you guys, these people these athletes are are essentially professionals at their discipline okay they all are for the most part being coached equivalently okay i mean there's a proper way to swim the butterfly stroke there's a proper way to you know to uh, uh, score a 10 on the uneven bars 
And everybody knows this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Look at how, you know, he's able to stay underwater longer than every... I, I mean, so much of this stuff is genetics. It's just like the intelligent people in the world. You don't think there's some kind of, some kind of genetic disposition to these people's intelligence? And we sit here and say, God, he's so smart. Well, you know what? You're sitting there patting someone on the back when it's nothing anybody can control. You're born that way. I mean, you think you could literally train your brain to become more intelligent? Certainly you can study, but I can tell you this, and the most intelligent people on this planet would tell you this, that intelligence is intelligence. And, and it's a, first of all, it is, it is a judgment by another human being. It is subjective by other human beings. And if someone is acknowledged as being intelligent, it's most likely that it's a genetic thing. There's just some people, they're slower than others. There's some people, they're never going to be able to, to, you know, to, to perform the, the, uh, the, the calculus or, or complete and answer the calculus problems that someone else can who's never even opened a book. Even if this guy spends hours upon hours trying to better themselves. And yet we reward these people like they're doing something that is extraordinary. This is part of them, people. This is part of them. And it's not about who's the smartest. It's about who can be a good person to others. That's what it's about. Who can live life in its purest form? Who understands and acknowledges ethics and morals and, can, and says, you know what? I've got a beautiful family and I honor my wife and my children and I work hard. And the wife says, me too. I work hard and I honor my spouse and my children and I work hard and we focus on life and we focus on the things that are important, how to respect people, how to take care of people, how to work with people, how to focus on preparing our communities for the future, how to bring all of the individuals in our community to a level of subsistence that keeps smiles on everybody's faces. This is like a joke that I'm saying today, that I'm sharing today, right? This is stupid. This isn't happening anywhere in this country. If anything, it, it, what's happening in this country is I want to beat the shit out of my neighbor, not physically, but financially, so I can have a Rolls Royce in my garage and he can sit there and drool all day because I'm better. That's what America and the whole world is built on these days. That's what's going on in this country. That's the patheticness of this country. So these, these athletes are already genetically disposed to be excellent in the disciplines that they are participating in, period. I mean, you know, Michael Phelps physically, you know, is a, an amazing swimmer, not because he's practicing more than me. I would never be able to swim like Michael Phelps. Even if Michael Phelps sat around and ate pizza every day for a year, and I worked out and swam each and every day and watched my diet, there is no way that I would be able to defeat that man. Genetically, he is superior in the pool than me. 
under all circumstances and conditions. And certainly there are people that are at the top of their game where, yeah, if he ate pizza for a week, he would lose to the number two. But that's not what I'm talking about. These guys are the top of the game. These guys are the tops in the world. You see, you know, the guy comes in ninth place and he's two seconds behind. You think really his form after 10 laps in the same pool was that much different? So you got to sit here and listen to these stupid newscasters, you know, for, for a couple hours just with a bunch of garbage coming out of their mouth and their stupid analysis of the Olympics. Let's just watch the games and enjoy it. Anyway, like I said, I am so just disenchanted this year with the Olympics, and I'm very saddened by where the Olympics have gone over the years. You know, we've got professional athletes that are recognized in in almost every major sport in the Olympics, whether it's the basketball, whether it's the soccer, whether it's the tennis, right? Whether it's the cycling, whether it's the mountain biking, whether it's the surfing that's going to come into play in the next Olympics. We've got these professional athletes that are making millions of dollars competing against a guy in Kenya that doesn't even have money to feed his family next week. And we believe that this is athleticism and this is what the spirit of the Olympics and Olympic competition, the vision that the original founders of the Olympics had in mind. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not at all. Every country should boycott the, the NBA team that we send to the Olympics. Every country should boycott. And it's not fair. I was watching the other day. It was like 60 to 140. What, what, how can that be fair? How can that be fair? Why is the other team even playing us? They might as well just give us the gold medals and, and, and broadcast the Olympic event, the Olympic uh, competition where it's the silver and bronze medal game. Just get, We don't even need to send these athletes, this NBA team, to the Olympics. Just send them the gold medals. And then we'll, you know, we'll watch the games or we'll allow the uh, silver and bronze teams to compete and actually show us you know, a good game where there's a chance you know, for the underdog to potentially win. This is stupid. Baseball, the same thing. Right? The same thing. Golf, the same thing. I mean, there's golf in the Olympics, fine, guys. Soccer, the same thing. I mean, all of these sports now have professional cycling, the same thing. Now, cycling, eh, accidents, stuff goes on, one stage event. It's not too likely that in a road race, the top guy's going to win, and we noticed that happened. Same thing with the women's race this year. I mean, it's every year. It's how it is. You know, you do a 50-mile road race or a 100-mile road race, and, you know, the, the top guy isn't going to win. Number one in the world isn't going to win. But still, all these guys are professionals. They're all getting paid. Let me tell you how sick, sickening it was. The other night I was watching the, the NBA team, USA, playing I don't know what team it was. Okay, It doesn't even matter. And it was like 60 to 120. You know what the, the, the broadcasters, you know what they were talking about? 
they were talking about one, I didn't even catch the name of one of the, ath- the the NBA athletes. But they were basically saying that they, they talked about this for at least a good 10 minutes. Oh, you know, so-and-so, because the score is just so ridiculously lopsided at this point. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about, folks. So they're sitting here sharing with everybody else that, you know, so-and-so over here, you know, just signed with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves or whatever team it is. The Utah Jazz, you know, over a $75 million contract over the next three years, and yada, yada, yada. And we've got this poor team from I don't know where the hell they were that they don't even make $5 a day to survive. And these stupid-ass broadcasters here in the United States have the gall to be comfortable that this is a competition that's taking place in front of them. When are they going to grow some balls and say and view what's going on, the competition, the supposed competition, and call it as it is? Every one of these teams, these international teams, should be boycotting the U.S. NBA team. Be back with you in a moment. Yes, back, and I'm going to continue on this. I mean, it is just sickening to me that we have, we sit here, and these guys are talking for at least 10 minutes about this guy being, you know, traded here and this, and we've got a team that they're playing where, where the players are nothing. They're nobody. And you know what? These guys are reinforcing that they're nobody. And we wonder why people hate Americans. We pedestal people with money continuously. And then now there's been all this news about the Olympics and these women, you know, who win gold and, and the, the broadcasters pointing to their, their spouse or their fiance for being the reason why, you know, they're winning the gold or the silver or third place bronze. You know what? Let the athletes complain about that. And you know what? There was a mountain biking event, a UCI downhill event this last weekend. And the woman who won first place has two brothers. One rides in a different discipline. The other one rides in downhill like she does. And she went out on social media and tore the shit out of the two broadcasters of the event. And that is appropriate. I agree with her. But, you know, for us to turn around and sit here and judge from an external point of view how these people are feeling. Let them fight their own fight with this. And you know, at the end of the day, who the hell cares if the broadcaster mentioned that it's due to the husband that she is such a good athlete? Who cares? What do we got to pat everybody on the back? And we've got to recognize, you know, her or him for the work they've put in, you know what? The athlete knows the work that they've put in. The athlete understands how they got that gold medal or that silver medal or the bronze. You don't. Let them fight their own fight. Sure, these broadcasters, they sit there and, you know, talk all kinds of stuff for hours and hours and hours, but pretty much anything that comes out of their mouth to me is a bunch of rubbish. It's a waste of breath. There are very few things that they say that, that add to the experience for myself. Most of it is garbage. I mean, I have watched so many Olympics, it feels like it's 1984, 1988, 1992, all over again. 
I even include some of the Winter Olympics. All the same broadcasting. But now, you know, people are complaining, oh, they're not giving the women credit. (laughs) Oh, God, that's important. We need to give them credit because that's going to change the world if we give them credit. It's going to, we're going to have earthquakes rumble around the planet and all the evil people are going to fall into the crevices of the fractures that are created by the earthquake, by the faults that now become visible through the planet, these bad people are going to fall into them. Only if we recognize purely these women's accomplishments without the husband. (laughs) Come on, how stupid have we become sitting there arguing and complaining about shit that has no bearing or has no impact on this planet. Another example that really pisses me off is social media and how people have to, you know, feel compelled that they need to tell the world that their mother died or their father died or or their, you know, their best friend died. I don't care and nobody else cares. And you know, all these bullshit comments of I'm sorry and this and that, what do they do? Nothing. You know, I have even been caught commenting on some of these posts by saying, hey, celebrate their life. Great. I mean, if my parents died or my sister died or my best friend died or my, you know, godfather died, I'm not going to go on social media because I don't need to. And there's no point to it. I notice that women do it a lot. You know, now it's understandable. I mean, they're more emotional typically than men. And they need the attention and the comfort. To me, it shows some kind of psychological, you know, issue, some kind of mental deficit. Get over it. We don't need to know anybody died. You know, go ahead and get off social media, do your thing with the death, and then come back when you're prepared to meet the real world again, because obviously you can't deal with reality when somebody dies around you. You know what? That's part of life. That's part of life. That's what happens. We all die. And you need to find comfort in the fact that that happens to everybody. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it sucks. It's an unfortunate event. But it's an event that, number one, you have no control over. And number two, it, it happens to everybody. It, it's not some kind of, you know, oh, well, you know, I stubbed my toe. It doesn't happen to everybody. Death, everybody. Get over it. Get over it. I love these recent articles, and I know Bernie Sanders uh, chimed in a little bit. Now Social Security, the time about Social Security, you know, is going to be bankrupt by 2033. I mean, this is the same garbage that they've been threatening with, threatening us, and it's a control mechanism for years. I mean, remember in the 80s, we're going to run out of oil. Oil is running out, and now we're in, you know, the year... 2016 and and you go to the pump and 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 a gallon of gas is a dollar 80 for unleaded okay when it was a dollar in 1990 it's gone up 80 cents in 26 years and we've just we're, we're dealing with a major surplus of petroleum around the world 
And now the most recent thing is that we've got a drought in California and yet you drive up, you know, the, the five or 99 through the San Joaquin Valley and you see brand new crops. And I'm not talking about, sorry, I shouldn't say crops, brand new trees that have been planted that require a unsurmountable amount of water. And yet, they claim we're running out of water when there isn't a single faucet in the state of California. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are very few, 0.00001% of faucets in California. Basically, no faucets in California have ever been turned on without water to follow. And now here we go again with the social security argument. People don't even understand economically the way social security works, okay? It's part of fiscal policy in this country. And what fiscal policy is, it's really the policy of taxation, okay? And taxation is where social security is funded through the taxing of your income, okay? And social security is part of that. And social security cannot go away. Because you know what Social Security was brought, why it was brought upon us? Because after World War II, the country acknowledged, and specifically the president and, and, and Congress at that time, thank God they were halfway smart, didn't want what happened to this, this country after World War II. You ever hear of the Roaring Twenties? You know what happened after the Roaring Twenties? How about the Great Depression, folks? They wanted to make sure that didn't happen again. So they instituted social services, number one biggest social security. And what does that do? That ensures that the old retired people in this country don't go from an income of, of you know $80,000 a year to zero. Because when, when hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions now with the baby boomers, lose their income completely, what do you think the impact is going to be to the economy when there is no more spending from those millions of people? The economy is going to go into a deep recession. Social Security ensures that that doesn't happen. It ensures that they are able to supplement that loss of income with something else, which is the money that they save through taxation policy through fiscal policy and, and it can't go away it's not that it, it, it's possible to go away or it's going to run out. It, it just can't go away folks we don't understand we don't understand and the media doesn't understand either you ever see some of these journalists on tv i don't care if they're women i don't care if they're young men these people are naive morons. They have no understanding or clue about anything except journalism. It's interesting to me that we have journalism and these journalists have no understanding of the economy, of business, of automobiles, of mortgages, and yet they go on TV and they talk about that. It's not like the weatherman. The weatherman has some understanding and experience on meteorology and what weather, I guess. These guys, they come out and they want to talk about politics. They know nothing about it. They haven't studied it. Same thing with business. Same thing with the economy. These people are naive and they're morons. And they're so focused on themselves and egotistical that they can't put their pride aside and say, you know what? I appreciate you, Fox News or CNN or whoever the hell media outlet I work for, for recognizing that I could potentially, you know, provide value around the politics or the economy. But you know what? I have no experience in that area. So I'm not going to go on TV and make everyone think that I know what I'm talking about because I don't. 
And that's what we, we end up with in this country, a bunch of stupid journalists that have no concept or no idea about the discipline, about the, the, you know, the, the industry, about the, the news that they're reporting on. That's how bad it's become in this country. One other thing I mentioned earlier about the Olympics, and that's about them adding um, some you know, new sports and, and things. I think they're adding surfing. Uh, a buddy of mine, Sean, mentioned something else, uh, maybe skateboarding. I don't know what it was, um, but that's cool. That's cool. I'm good with that, whatever, you know. Modern times, might as well add some modern games. But at the same time, we need to be removing some of these sports. Some of these sports are stupid. I was watching judo the other day, and and I don't know if you've watched judo, but please watch it. It looks like two people standing up wrestling. That's what it is. They're pushing each other. They're pulling on each other's clothes. I, I don't even get it. And certainly, I'm naive to the sport of judo. But by what I saw... And the analysis that I made and the opinion I formulated, we don't need that sport. It's outdated. It's garbage. It's stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Really, really stupid. I mean, some of these sports, you know, or or, or disciplines or games, golf. Why do we need golf? We got golf tournaments all around the world. Why do we need soccer? We got a World Cup coming up. We just had the European Cup. I mean, and now we've got again soccer in the Olympics. How many times do we need to see soccer? Take it out. Pull it out. Baseball, we don't need it. Pull it out. We got the Major League Baseball. NBA, we don't need it. Pull it out. We don't need it. And if you don't know much about basketball internationally, it's huge. It's just as big as soccer. I mean, in Europe, they've got the you know European Basketball Championship. They got an under 19 or whatever it is. I mean, you know, it's huge. Take it out. Take it out. There's a lot of stuff that's garbage in the Olympics. Badminton. Garbage. Take it out. Take it out. Sports. We just have U.S. Open, Wimbledon. We've got all these things, and we've got to have it in the Olympics too. Take it out. Take that garbage out. It should be track and field, swimming, you know, gym, you know, gymnastics minus some of the disciplines in gymnastics. We don't need to see, you know, ribbon or balls or this garbage, you know, stuff that they do. I mean, you see some of these guys, and hey, women do it too, but Me as a man, you know, these guys that finish these floor routines and floor routines and throw up their arms and push their chest out and hop around like sissies. I can't watch that crap. What is this? I mean, can you imagine me out there, Harry Dimitri, bouncing around on the floor and and pushing my chest out while I throw my hands and my head up in the air? How ridiculous. Be back with you guys in a moment. Okay, last segment here. I want to just, I got some more things on the top of my head. Really just pissed me off. The other day I was driving uh, on my way home or I was on my way home in the car driving and, you know, I looked to the right and there's an apartment complex and they've got this big banner. It says something like, hey, we just, you know, refinished or remodeled all of our, you know, or whatever, some of our, uh, uh, of our apartments and, and we now have granite countertops. I, I mean, I can just see the the woman working there that's showing these apartments telling people hey you know i just want to let you know we upgraded our apartments you know now they have granite countertops what a great thing to show off to your friends when they come and visit you how stupid are we and we need something else to prove how stupid we are 
What does it matter what the countertops are made out of when people down the road are begging on the street corner and you've got stone for countertops? Whoop-de-doo. You're accomplished and yet your community around you is failing. You know, this is like the whole Donald Trump syndrome, right? Because he's doing well and he thinks he knows how to do everything right for everybody. And we got this pompous ass who is the nominee for one of the major parties in this country who has no understanding or comprehension of the common man, the common person. Granite countertops in our apartments. Great, because... You know, hopefully one day you can get the hell out of that apartment if you get your own place. But in the meantime, we've got granite countertops because that's going to change your life. That's going to change it. And don't be so naive and stupid. Well, you should be. Don't think that your rent is a little bit higher than anybody else's. It certainly is. Who do you think's paying for those granite countertops? Nobody. Somebody's paying for it. Guess who? The renters. This is just absurd. I can't believe that. You know, it's like these damn billboards I see around uh, around cities where it's like, need a check? You know, I mean, it's like, get into an accident. Need a check? I mean, this is what's going on, and we tolerate this crap. Listen, the devastation of this world... Is be- it has begun and it's within your communities where it has started and it is continuing and it is a virus. And if you are so stupid to believe that nothing is happening and everything is great around you, then I'm sorry that you will not be contributing to any part of this world's potential in the future. Because you know what? There is no future based on the, the direction that this world is going into. We've got terrorists. We've got radicals. We've got people that don't agree with anybody. And, and because no one wants to listen and everybody wants to continue doing their stupidity, that now we are living in a world that's a mess. It's just like the United States of America. I mean, not only is it built on the double standard, hey, what's good for me isn't good for you, or hey, this is good for me, but I don't care. I'm going to say it's bad for everybody else. I mean, this is just how it is in this country. This country is flawed. We've been fighting 240 years, okay, to integrate the population, and yet we have failed every corner that we have turned. And yet we continue to believe that this melting pot is an ideal environment. And it's not. There's nothing ideal about it. And Americans, unfortunately, have not been exposed to other cultures and other countries adequately enough to understand how different this country is. And I have. Yes, I have. I've been to Europe many times. 15 plus times. I've been to Canada many times. 15 plus times. I've been around the world 50 plus times. I see these countries that are rooted in their cultures. I see these countries whose ethics and morals are rooted in their culture. Here in America, you've got everybody doing whatever they want based on different Bibles and, 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 and handbooks. And it's a freaking complete mess. 
complete disaster. When are we going to wake up and realize it and say, we need to do something different? And yeah, that something different might be a drastic change. It may be where this country gets segmented. I don't know. I don't have the answer. And I'm not in a position and I haven't been asked okay, to sit down with a bunch of thinkers and develop a plan moving forward to remove some of these challenges that are creating a society that is spiraling downward very quickly. I mean, hey, we live in one of the only countries in the world where it's no longer what sex you are, it's what bathroom do you use? That's what I'm asking people. What bathroom do you use? Because it doesn't matter what sex you use it ma- or what sex you think you are, which is given to you by nature. It's what you think you are based on this man-made idea, this psychological deficit, this psychological uh, disease that you have. So we now ask, what bathroom do you use? Because if you're using the male men's bathroom, you think you're a man. doesn't matter what you look like anymore. doesn't matter anything. That's nature. It matters what's in your brain, what you created as a human, because you are more powerful than nature. You are more powerful than that higher order that is responsible for this planet. Everybody have a great rest of your day. It was beautiful coming back to you. I'll be back on in a couple days. Um, Enjoy your families. We are going into back to school. And this is a very emotional time for many people, uh, including myself, as my daughter goes into kindergarten this year. And it's, uh, you know, when they say being a parent and having a child gives you a different perspective on the world, it certainly does. And for me, it's been very horrifying um, as my daughter has, you know, gotten older and is now entering the public schools and how horrible our education is and, and just the influences around her. It's, it's quite devastating to me. The only thing I want to do is protect her. All of you protect your kids, give them hugs, kisses, love them enjoy them be close to them um you know because that's what makes people people and humans humans not the way that parents treat their kids today in this country in particular you all have a good night signing off counterfeit nation